first one. Uh, David Gesterman. Um, and uh, performing with his chorus uh, will be the lovely Chris and the lovely Mia. And I will leave you in their technical hands. Thank you very much. shouted out, I love you, and heard my voice echo into the chasm, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then you heard something. 
A woman's voice echoing back. As if saving you with a response. I love you! I love you! I love you! Suddenly, in one glorious instant, the storm vanished, the sun rose, and the ice melted into a crystal blue river which ran through the wildflowers and cascaded from the crest into a spectacular waterfall. And then, in the distance, over a vast canyon, I saw a woman. A man. And unable to be heard over the choppy waters. And what sounded like a chorus of angels. <laughs> I raised my hand, and with no training in sign language whatsoever, I gestured. We gestured. Someday, it was you! The man from my dreams! My destiny! So do give them a round of applause before we... Sci-fi, great. Um, um, 
I'm not, it's not massively sci-fi, but it's got a little bit of a twist in it. Um, I shall introduce you now uh, to uh, Elizabeth and Harry, who are going to do Life on Earth. Get married on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> the first human to get married 
Okay, okay, I can't live without you. <laughs> what if I don't pass? Pretend, of course you will. You're the healthiest person I know. And once they find out you're a pharmacist, that will score you lots of points. You can work in the clinic, and I can work in the greenhouse. I have to jack off in a cup to prove my manhood. Probably only one time. I'll send you in with a naked picture of me, and you won't need to look at those dirty magazines. Well, I needed a vacation. I just start using my sick days at work, I mean, why waste them? Just quit now if you like. We'll make visits to see all of our friends and relatives. Have a big party. Have a big send-off. You know how many people would kill to be in your shoes? Okay, okay. <laughs> We're going. One other thing. Um, on the last page of the application, you have to sign that to say that you'll be part of a <clears throat> reality TV show before we go. What? <laughs> it's one of the ways Mars X is going to fund the trip. I don't think I can do that. It'll be fun. I know it will. You're asking me to give up my work, my my mother, my brother, my my life as I know it, and and bear my soul on a TV show. I want to ask you to give up something for me first. Anything. If I don't pass the test, if I for some reason don't pass the test. You'll stay here with me and not go. That's what I thought. That won't happen. And if it did, I mean, I'd really have to think about it, but I love you. And I want to spend the rest of my life with you. On Mars. Not necessarily on Earth. Brian, please. I could love you on Mars. I could. But I couldn't love myself for going. Keep it. Maybe I'll let you take that with you. Terrible things kept 
piling on, you know, the dog couldn't go, the mother couldn't go, it was all just more and more things piling on this, this, this poor man who really doesn't want to go to Mars, don't blame him. Um, but interesting, it ended with quite a sort of downbeat note, um, which is quite interesting. I, I thought it, it could have actually sort of pushed the comedy even mm -hmm. further and had like a completely bonkers ending, um, which would have sort of, I don't I can't even think of what it, what it might be. Um, but it just, it was just a really sort of abrupt change of tone. Um, but brilliantly well done, um, actors and director, for keeping, keeping that pace and keeping the comedy really sort of quite light the whole way through. Yeah. Love it. Yes? So I always look for the subtext, and there was a lot going on there. Mm -hmm. um, it, first of all, it's good to see a post-breakup interpretation was she was settling for him, going back to him as she wanted him to find an alternative out there that suited her needs to an end. So in that sense, I think it's quite an appropriate story that he was sort of thought through that sense. Is it Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so, um, we have the scene set uh, for our next piece, The Other Six, uh, which will be starring uh, Will and Camilla. Uh, this is better than singing hedgehogs, isn't it? Um, uh, yes, uh, the other six, carry on. You know that I love you. <laughs> and no matter what I say, that's not in question. Well, as a brother who said, I'm not in love with you, I might have some questions. <laughs> no, I am in love with you. I've always been in love with you. I I'll always be okay. in love with you. Okay, creepy. Yeah. She's 19. I know. Oh. 
Right, and um, also, Doug. No. Look, I'm sorry. Doug, my brother, Doug. <laughs> you need help. No, look, okay. I knew about Mandy, and it's fine, but let's face it, she's not our friend. Uh, well, you don't know about that. I guess about Jennifer, but I did not know about the other people. I didn't know the problem is this, how do you call it? Endemic? Whatever. I mean, She's practically elastic. And even Keith? Yes, those counters are obscene. <laughs> <laughs> but Doug? No. I can't look away on that. That's okay. I'll look. <laughs> You're in love with five people? Well, seven, including you. So technically, not everybody with your armchair psychodiagnosis. But I, I know hundreds of. I'm just not very good with people on a non romantic level. Yeah, not so, but you're not good at all. So I guess the question now is me, isn't it? My love for you. Oh, why you love me so much anyway, you mean? Um, probably my big heart, obviously. Uh, and my great <laughs> capacity for love, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. See, what's not to love, right? Wait, who's number seven? You don't want to know. No, don't say my mother, don't say my mother. Oh, <laughs> God, no! Actually, you know what? I don't want to know, don't tell me. Good. The question is, what are we going to do? We? Yes, we, you and me, we. We're married, right? For better or worse, richer or poorer, all that crap. For as long as we should both remain... I'm divorced. Uh, oh, oh, great, yeah. So now you're going to divorce me because I accidentally fell in love with six other people. Yes. <laughs> I would both divorce you. Oh, you certainly just implied as much. Why would I divorce you? Yeah, why would you divorce me? My point exactly, why would you divorce me? It's not like I, it's not like I cheated on you. Well, technically. Just mentally. Just mentally. Mentally cheat on you all the time, anyway. Oh. Just for sex, though, not for love. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought we had a good sex life. I mean, we 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 just had vigorous sex this morning, didn't we? Well, that was me. Yeah. You're very bendy, very Hannah-esque. I like that. Just as you like me. Good. Well, so, so what? You didn't like it. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not good enough. I'm not big enough. You're plenty good, Tucker. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh, you're plenty big enough. Plenty. I have a very big imagination, okay? I can't help teaching people, places, situations. It has nothing to do with you, okay? I would have the same limitations with any other human. That's a limitation. You are one human with one body and one pattern of body type. I'm too hairy. No! You're not hairy enough? Oh, you're not listening. What I'm saying is that we are perfect for each other. How? In that opposite attracts. You clearly have plenty of love for the whole world, and I'm incapable of love. But you love me. Of loving anybody. No, no, you said so two minutes ago. I said it was a fair assumption that I loved you. You called it normal love. I do love you, Taka, okay? I do, and I mean it, but at the same time, it's technically a lie. Because <laughs> you're my best friend, you're my companion for life. I just don't love you, whatever that means. But this, this, this is normal love. You have plenty of love for both of us, and five more people. Six more. Six more people, apparently. <laughs> so, right, opposites attract. 
one thing that Mandy, Jennifer, Key, Dove, uh, number seven, Hannah, and I have in common. We don't love you. You don't love me. That's a reality. You are in love with a lack of love. You're feeling the void. Your void. My void. With the exception that I don't want my void filled. Well, my sexual void. Yes. <laughs> I want that filled. And 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 filled. Janice, saw your profile on ematch.com and liked what I saw. My name is Lyle, and like you, my job keeps me traveling constantly. At the moment, I'm in Phoenix. Tomorrow, I'll be in Seattle. Like you, I also like art, books, and movies. Like you, I work hard and play hard. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I think I might like you. Check out my profile on eMatch, and if you like what you read, maybe you could get back to me and see where it takes us, uh, besides Phoenix and Seattle. Lyle. Lyle, I liked what I read, both your profile and your email. I'm writing this from Boston, but next week I'll be in Houston. It's funny. We both live in Los Angeles, but never seem to be in the same place for more than a week. Certainly not in LA. Uh, hey. If you get a moment while you're in Seattle, 
Check out the new rooftop sculpture garden at the Carter Museum. So, um, I guess my question is, what's next? I mean, I know Houston for me and Seattle for you, but what's next? But I think you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, and um, what is it that keeps you away from home so long? Gents. Gents. I'm a traveling IT guy for a computer company. Other companies buy a network from us. I go in and get it all set up. Thanks for the tip on the Carter. You were right. Great view, nice pieces by Kelly and Sarah. Here's one for you. In Houston, try to make time for the Georgia O'Keeffe show at the Fallon. As for what's next, for me, Atlanta, then Chicago. But that's not what you meant. I know that. Well, want to exchange pictures? Or do you prefer a little mystery? And what do you do that keeps you hopping all over the world? All over the world? Lyle. Lyle, pharmaceutical rep, always looking for new customers and keeping the current ones happy. Please, no drug dealer jokes. So about those pictures, I think I'd like to go with a little mystery for now. Not that I have anything to hide. In fact, I think you'd like what you saw. <laughs> uh, not to brag or anything, but um, I have been compared to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> so why no pictures, you ask? Well, I'm glad you did. And I'll tell you. The reason why I didn't post a picture on my eMash profile is because everyone judges everyone by how they look. I wanted to see what had happened if I didn't post a picture on my profile. Sort of a test, I guess. I wanted to see if someone would respond to what I'd written rather than what I looked like. And that in turn would tell me a little about them too. And your email was everything I had hoped for. So, yeah, I'd like to keep things as they are for the moment, if that's okay. I hope you don't have a problem with that. Let me know if you do. Could this be our first crisis? Jan. Jan, so you've been compared to Gwyneth Paltrow. Favoritely, I hope. Not, she doesn't look a thing like Gwyneth Paltrow. That was a joke, see I put the little smiley thing there? No worries about the no picture policy. I feel the same way, only suggested it thinking you might want to do it. As I'm sure you probably noticed, I didn't post a picture either for pretty much the same reasons. Not that I'm hiding anything. I've been compared to B. Pitt. Uh, not Brad, his cousin Bernie. <laughs> but Bernie's real easy on the eyes. Uh, so, regarding pictures or lack thereof, no worries. Crisis? Not us. We can work anything out. But see, we talk about pictures and right away, we're talking about looks. I agree that there are much more important things. So that's a long way of me saying, I'm okay with no pictures if you are. Saw Casablanca this evening for the 88th time, and the best way to close off tonight is, he is looking at you, kid. I love Casablanca. I've seen it 89 times. Oh, and you'll never guess where I'm going next week. That's right, Paris! Oh, I've never been and I can't wait! That's unbelievable! I'm going to Paris in two months! 
When I got your last email, I checked my schedule to see if we could be there at the same time, but it's impossible. When you're in Paris, I'm scheduled for Hong Kong. When I'm in Paris, you're probably going to be in Ankara or something. We have to stop not meeting like this. <laughs> Lyle, Paris was great. You're going to absolutely get out of here, love it. You have to go to every place listed below. When you get to spot number four, I want you to do something. Order a glass of wine. Uh, I ordered white, but I know yours will be red. And toast me. That's what I did. Toasted you, I mean, not me. You doing it will bring it full circle. Everything they say about Paris is true. It is so romantic. Jen, you were so right about Paris. Absolutely, get out of here, loved it. I went to every place on the list, and at spot four, the wine was great. The companionship, you, was better. As someone very important to me once said, everything they say about Paris is true. It is so romantic. And I'm so glad we have each other to share it with. Lyle, since Paris, I've been thinking a lot about us. And I think it's time we moved things along. The emails are great, but I think we should start texting. I'm ready to take things to the next level. Are you game? Jen. <laughs> texting. I think I need to think about that. See, the thing is, I don't know if I'm ready to text. How important is this to you? Lie. Lie. It is important to me. Emails just aren't enough. I want more from this relationship. If all we're doing is emailing each other, then, well, what are we doing? And if that's all you want, then I have to ask myself, is there anything here? Do I see a future here? Take a few days and um, think about it. Janice. Janice, I've thought it over, and I guess I just have to say I'm not a texting type of guy. It's not you. It's me. But I have no need to text. Okay, maybe you're not the texting kind of guy. Perhaps I was just moving things a little bit too quickly. What about IMing? Uh, my IM setting is blocked, but I'm ready to unblock mine if you'll unblock yours. See, the thing is, I'm not big on IMing either. Can you handle tweeting? It's all of 140 characters. That's characters, not words, at a time. Yeah, but with tweeting, there are all those word shortcuts you have to think of. I guess I just need my space. What we have is great. Why not let it move at its own pace and unfold naturally? Lyle, the thing is, I am letting things move at their own pace and unfold naturally. To me, this is the normal pace of a relationship, and it's natural for us to want to take things a bit further. But I can see we're in different places. Apparently, you don't feel the same way. Maybe you don't think it's that great. And if that's the case, I wish you'd be honest about it. Or maybe you're afraid of intimacy. If that's the case, I wish you'd be honest about it. I think we're great. Until now, I thought we were perfect. But if you don't feel the same way, I can't force
force you, and I won't try. But I just have to know how you feel. Just say it, whatever it is, and we will deal with that. Janice, you're really pushing this. What's wrong with just giving it a little time, seeing where it goes? Nothing for you, but I'm in a different place. What is it? Not only a fear of intimacy itself, but a fear of commitment too? What a cliche. <laughs> well, you're entitled to your fears, and I'm entitled to be in the kind of relationship that I want. I half expect you to turn around and say you want to start emailing other people. You're the one talking about emailing other people. <laughs> Maybe it's you who wants to do that. And if that's the case, I wish you'd be honest about it. Oh, well, now you're being a baby. I'm not emailing other people, and I don't want to. But if there's no future here, then perhaps I should. Just take a moment and think about this. Don't throw away a beautiful relationship. Sooner or later, you're going to have to grow up. Well, I'm glad you're not emailing anyone else, but you know what? I have an infection. That's right, my computer's infected. And I kind of wondered if maybe it didn't come from you. Why didn't you tell me you're infected? Makes me wonder what else you may be hiding. And where'd you get the infection? You say you're not emailing around, but how do I know that? Now you don't trust me. You think I'm lying. What that infection could have come from anywhere. I got it right after I read your last email. So now you don't trust me? And what am I supposed to do with that? Hang on. That's not fair. It's not only you. Maybe I'm the one that doesn't trust you anymore. Well, if I don't trust you, then you don't trust me. Do I even have to finish that? No, you don't have to finish that. It's pretty clear what you're trying to say. You're giving me an ultimatum. Either we do this your way or we don't do it at all. Well, I don't do well with ultimatums, so you're going to have to think that through before you do something you'll regret. It's not an ultimatum. It's how I feel. And you're doing exactly the same thing. You want this relationship on your terms or nothing. So where does that leave us? Well, maybe we just want different things. Maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Maybe it's time that we acknowledge that and move on. If that's the way you feel, then maybe you're right. Well, I'm sorry to hear you feel that way. It was great while it lasted. Let's remember the good times. Let's always be friends. Let's not lose each other. Keep in touch. <laughs> You'll always be the one who got away. <laughs> Have a nice life. No matter what, you'll always have Paris. <laughs>
um, the, the love aspect, but also the sex aspect. Um, yeah, I, I quite like the way it kind of built and built and built, as it were. <laughs> um, yeah, re really great. And um, I quite I like the setting, the, the way, I don't know if that was in the script, the sitting down at, at the opposite end of a very long table. And I like the way you held the silence for as long as possible before, before starting. So, just going to follow on from Sean's last point. It's the, um, it opens it with some really great physical, um, subtle comedy. That has, it's a bit of cake, but that's <laughs> So, um, our final piece, not our final piece, I told you this was right. um, Finding Love at .com. Uh, sadly, Chloe, who directed, can't be here, but um, I think she's a very good job. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm assuming it's a bit of a period piece, in inverted commas, judging by the dialogue text. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it took me back to that gentler, more rounded universe. Yeah. Um, sort of pre date to email people now, you tend to you know, immediately FaceTime or video chat. But I, quite, I love the way that the, um, the, the two actors play the characters as well, a little bit stiff-backed, a little bit sort of prim and proper. And I, I'm really invested in their relationship. <laughs> I, was really, I really kind of wanted them, I was like, oh, are they going to meet? Are they going to work? And, and I quite like the way it just then subtly, quietly crumbled but both of them maintained their dignity. <laughs> there was a formal, yeah, a formality, and I, I love the way that they, they, both the actors were quite sort of stiff back through it, sort of like, you know, they're, they're both people that don't let go, mm -hmm. that don't text just anybody. Um, so I, I think that worked, worked really, really well, and moving towards that final line, kind of, you kind of know what the final line's gonna be. <laughs> oh, but actually when it comes, it still lands really well, and I think, it real proud things, and I think that is a, um, a, a, a reflection of the writing, mm -hmm. really, really great, and also the 
Um, so, uh, as I mentioned, um, as of the next month, um, we are going to be bringing the new writing a little bit more in-house. Uh, over the last few months, we've built up a fabulous company, representatives of which I am. Um, and uh, what we'll be doing uh, is working more with them uh, to promote uh, their writing, their directing, uh, their acting. Um, we've done a lot. I mean, tonight, all of the pieces that you've seen are all from America. And as much as I love working with Americans, uh, they are lovely people. Um, I, it's very difficult for me uh, to help them develop their work when they're several thousand miles away. Um, so I want to try and focus on the company that we have, uh, which is kind of what I wanted to do in the first place when I set the project up. Um, just on a side note, if you do like new writing, uh, I would like to draw your attention uh, a week on Monday to the Clapham Omnibus. Um, Sean's latest piece uh, will be getting a run out there, will it not, Sean? Is that 7.30 that kickoff? Uh, so, uh, to the surprise, um, now, I'm going to say, for those of us old enough, basically in charge, um, who remember going to the cinema when you used to get cereal, um, uh, that you built up over the weeks, uh, Greg will know what I'm talking about, um, so uh, you'd go watch film, and each week you'd get five minutes of Flash Gordon. Um, so I decided I wanted to do something like that. I'm not in Flash Gordon, don't worry if you don't like Flash Gordon. Uh, Gordon's alive! Um, so, uh, no, what we're going to do, uh, we are going to take a piece from the start, from as, uh, do it, be as basic as we can, and each month we're going to develop it a little bit further. Um, so starting tonight, uh, we have a piece called How the Deed is Done, um, that um, we are just going to read to you. We're basically going to give it, it's not even rehearsed really, just basically uh, a straightforward reading. Um, Basically, Elizabeth and Harry, who you saw earlier, have very kindly offered to do that for us. Uh, they're going to do that. Uh, I'm going to copy it up by uh, reading the stage directions. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to do this now. And then each time you come back each month, we will develop this piece bit by bit. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, anyway, I'm going to go in the corner with my torch and uh, see if I can read some stage directions. Thank you very much. Uh, right, how the deed is done. Um, Synopsis. Susan has consulted the fertility gods in a desperate attempt to get pregnant with her husband, Jeff. Jeff has just entered their one-room studio in New York. It is 6.30 in the evening. His wife, Susan, has a couple of grocery shopping bags. There is a small altar on a table. Drink lots of soda. What? You must drink lots of soda. I don't even like soda. I bought Coke. You like Coke. Diet Coke with lemon, fresco, Dr. Pepper. I can't believe they still sell Dr. Pepper. I don't want... And meat. Lots of meat. Red, revolting meat. Yum. If you want a great and fun, meat it is. I just have to cook it up. You don't eat meat. You're a vegetarian. Not anymore. Have you lost your mind? I'm sorry. Did you miss the memo, dear? You agreed that we could try my way of getting pregnant. My turn, Mr. Science. I didn't mean all this. Eat lots of pretzels. Lots and lots of pretzels. But they must be salty. Plain or mustard? Or some chips? Do you want chips? I bought a sort of dips. No soy. Can't have soy. A sperm can't swim with soy. Did you fly out after Trader Joe's? Wanted a boy? This is how the deed is done. Susan twists open a liquid vitamin bottle and gulps some down. What on earth are you drinking? Geritol. For reproduction. Swig some every day. There's a baby at the bottom of each bottle. That's gross. She offers it to Jeff. He refuses. 
No, I thought Kath needed coffee. That'll do the trick. Why don't we just go out for dinner? Let's move on to the bedroom. It's a studio apartment. They take two steps and there's the bed. <laughs> Not so fast. There are rituals. Rituals? Uh-huh. Look, I made an altar. We must pray at the altar. Okay. <laughs> Crystals, carnelian, rose quartz, they help with fertility. We have to light some candles. That is a penis candle. Yes, it is. Amazon.com. 10.75. Same day shipping. It's a Wiccan thing. Wiccans on Amazon. Where is this coming from? It's a plant. We grow a plant. Can you grow a plant? I kill everything. Any specific sort of plant? Wait. We say a chant. Fertility grow in me. Fertility grow in me. Susan. I think that sounds like fun. Don't you? <coughs> oh, no. Fertility grow in me. Do it with me, Jeff. Susan. <laughs> did something happen today? Jeff reaches for her. She moves away towards the bed. Honey, I'm so sorry. We'll just try again. Try again. The test was illegal. Yes, try again. After the ritual. Then we get to make love. Well, that's always wonderful. Intercourse, just in the evening. Odd days of the month only. Today is the 17th, so... Both fully clothed, she throws him on the bed. The following is done in a very non-sexual comic fashion. Assume the fertile doggy style position. What? We're fully clothed. We're rehearsing. They do so fully clothed, awkwardly. I elevate for optimal transmission. She throws her legs over her head. Oh, okay. Ignore the cramping in my leg. Let me help. No, the spermatosa must meet the egg. Susan keeps her legs in the air, but Jeff gives up and sits up. After a beat, she sits next to him. Don't you want a child? Of course, but we're still in the studio apartment. And I'm both working so much and you're so stressed. I thought it would be this hard. I mean, look at your sister and that Neanderthal husband of hers. Yes, but are they happy? All those screaming brats, no time to themselves. Not funny, Jeff. Look, we've had all these tests. Nothing is wrong with either of us. We just have to do what the doctor said. Relax, let nature take its course. Have you ever known me to relax? When you're asleep? I guess. <laughs> Jeff pats the bed. A nap sounds good. Do you think a nap sounds good? Maybe, maybe we're not meant to be parents. The Childless Wonders of West 96th Street. Stop it. You'll be a great mum. Will I? You know you will. Do you think it's possible for us to be happy if we don't have children? I think there are many ways to parent and many ways to live a life. What if our life is just us? Forever. Every parent I see just looks miserable. I think they're just sleep deprived. The, the grandparent thing looks cool though. Yeah. We have to get through the parent thing first to get there. What if we hate it? We'll give them to your sister. She'd probably take them. Really, truly, Jeff, are you okay if we never have a family? Really, truly? Yes. I've always had this dream. Way in the future, with me and my kid, laughing and doing all those father-son things. When I think about not having a child... See, I knew you... Wait, let me finish. Susan, I would love it if we have kids, but I love you more than the idea of that. Or we can foster, or maybe adopt, or just rescue dogs. Love dogs. I love dogs, but I love us more. I'm taking this trip with you, whatever comes. No matter what? No matter what. What do you want? Our life is great. It's not empty or missing anything. I just wonder if it needs to be more. 
You know how when you throw a rock in the pond, the ripples that spread out? I don't know how we have time. I don't know if it means it grows in me or in someone else. But I don't want to stop trying yet. I want to make those ripples. Someone who will walk this earth and hopefully make it better. Bring a little piece of us along. Jack takes the paper from her and reads the instructions. Sleep on your left side. No, wait. You must sleep on my left side. And the man must climax first. No problem. Hey. <laughs> head points north. Your head points north. Um, fertility grow in me. You're so sexy when you own. Climb out of those tighty whities and show me that Jeffrey flare. Susan pulls Jeffrey down on the bed with her as the lights dim. Stay on the right. On the right. Safe trip home. Thank you very much.